want to learn how to become a millionaire? Are you committed to having financial freedom? To learn the secrets to building and managing a million dollar business, whatever it takes? Because today the opportunities are greater than ever to achieve your goals. Welcome to How to Be a Millionaire. In this show, we are on a mission to educate and empower a thousand new millionaires over the next 10 years through our nonprofit foundation at millionairestraining.org and through our fast track implementation programs at millionairesacademy.com. I'm your host, Sydney O'Sullivan. Some call me the Millionaire's Mentor because I've been building million dollar businesses for over 20 years. And in this show, I interview other millionaires in my network and get them sharing their best advice to create your big vision, discover your life purpose and legacy, build your dream team, develop a millionaire mindset, scale your business, invest for success, and manage and share your wealth and prosperity over the long term. I hope you enjoy the show. And today it's my pleasure to introduce you to one of my star clients, Bernie Griffiths. Bernie and I started working together about 10 years ago. He had 40 years experience as a professional photographer. We transitioned him to successful author with the book Success Secrets of a Professional Photographer and then Photographer's Mentor. He very quickly generated an extra quarter of a million dollars within the first three months by mentoring other photographers on how to build a robust photography business specializing in portraiture. He's then specialized with working with photographers for the last decade, and he's consistently generated a seven-figure income. And now the great news is he helps many of his photography clients do the same. He helps them follow his success system to create robust photography businesses in any economy. So I hope you enjoyed this ninja interview where Bernie shares his highly niched but successful secrets that anyone can apply in their business to hone in on a particular market that they know very well, and then provide value for that market year after year, doing it online, in groups, or one-on-one. Enjoy the interview. Hello, it's Sydney O'Sullivan, and my guest is Bernie Griffiths. Bernie and I have known each other for probably around a decade, would you say, Bernie? I'd say around about 10 years, it'd be spot on. Yeah, and uh, he's always inspired me greatly. Um, in When I first met him, he was had been in business about, about 40 years at that stage. So you were t- telling me earlier that you've been started your own business, became self-employed in 1969, and you look so young. <laughs> uh, yeah, I look young. I look take care of myself. Look, in two weeks' time, I'll be having my 75th birthday. How does that sound? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> the new 50s. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to get into your health tips when we get further in. Yeah, yeah. I um, they could do that, yeah. So I want to tell people a little bit about you. So when I first met Bernie, he actually came to one of my workshops. He, Although he'd been a very experienced uh, photographer and, and had a, a thriving business for many years, you kind of got caught out by the internet, didn't you? Like having to move your business from offline to online at the time of the demise of the Yellow Pages, if anybody can remember that. Yeah. Well, what, what actually happened, Sydney, was that I was uh, going from my photography business of 40 years as a wedding portrait photographer to moving into coaching. And Mm. I had this black wall up in front of me and I didn't know, I don't know what it was. It was a very unique experience to me, but I didn't know what direction to go. I didn't know. I was just totally confused. I was going from one sort of business to another and, uh, I just didn't know what to do. So I was like lost in the fog. Uh, Fortunately, Mm. on that day, um, there was something inside of me spending that day with you, uh, with your presentation. And I was one of the guys, you know, that don't hang on after seminars. I'm the first one out the door. But it's something that you presented to me on that day that uh, I just sat there and felt something inside that says, this is it. Aww. And I still get emotional now. But, um, there was something that was um, you triggered. And, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. So I found my wife and I said, uh, can you get here? 
I think I'm going to spend a lot of money, but I want you to approve and I want you to meet the person I'm going to spend it with. And she came and we had a chat. And she said, it's up to you. Um, if you really want to do this, <clears throat> I'm happy. We're, we'll put in the money and we'll find the money. And that was life-changing for me, just that moment. And I'm forever grateful for you for that. It was where I am now, 10 years later, is because of that moment. So that's what we have to understand, I think, a lot about life and certainly with business, that there are these life-changing moments that you have to understand that they are going to change your life. And as a sort of photography business coach, I change photographers' lives. And it's I know how that feeling because you changed mine. Thank you. Thank you so much for the heart, heartfelt. Um, but it's, it's right. truth. And as you, I still feel that the way I felt. And I don't know what it is. Um, I'm not over it yet. I'm still visualizing myself at your seminar and afterwards sitting there. I can see myself. Um, it's like a video. Um, and walking out and uh, talking to my wife. And, you know, it's just sometimes... There are, there are a few things that change your life, right? And, and, you know, it's like getting married, having a baby, could be getting a divorce, I don't know. Um, it, it could be um, lots of things. Um, and there's only four to five things in my life change my life. And uh, I think when we're aware of that, especially when they happen in business and we can push through them, that's when we make the big breakthroughs and, and that's when we learn so much. We grow, you know, we grow so much. So that's always been the, the, the exciting part of my experience with life is going through those things. The thing with an entrepreneur, as you know, Sydney, is that we create our own challenges. We decide this. We decide what money we're going to spend. We decide what journey we're going to go on. And with myself, I hate being forced to change. I always like to bring change on. So I think, you know, for those watching this or reading this, that you have to be able to implement change yourself and not let life and circumstance force that change. And if I may acknowledge you, what I think made us work so well together was you went in, something shifted, you became incredibly coachable. Uh, because other people bought the program too, but they fought us every step of the way. You know, we give them advice <laughs> and they would fight. But you were very, you implemented. And I think yeah. you coach people now. Yeah. Would you agree with me that it's the people that totally. trust the process? They make the investment and then they trust the process and they at least give it a go. Beautifully said, trust the process. And you've got to push yourself through those fears. Push yourself through getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, or find a way or there's a moment when it happened uh, like happened with me I just went through those that blackness and out of the fog and I had clarity and uh, you always have to search for that and when you get it it's a beautiful thing because not only is your business focused your life's focused you know what you're about well you, you start have comprehension mm. Mm, you started to apply right away. You'd say, okay, what's next? I'd say, let's get the book out. You got the book out. And, I, and then I, you said, what's next? And I said, have you thought about webinars? So what was really cool was that you moved on to webinars. You said, okay. And you went and did it. You went and started offering your coaching program out to your network of other photographers. And yep. right away, you started signing up coaching clients. It was very yes. quick. Yes, it was. It, it did happen pretty quickly. And uh, I've been able to grow um, uh, uh, from that moment. And uh, it's very fulfilling. And so what's exciting about that is that you have been already online doing an international coach uh, across the world now, working with people from, oh, what you told me, London and uh, Texas. And where else are you coaching people? Wales, Singapore, uh, Auckland, New Zealand, Canada. Um, yeah, we've, we've, we've got it covered. Australia, of course, uh, in uh, three states in Australia. 
So um, the great, the great. I, I caught up with you and I said, how are things? And you said, well, we're in lockdown because you live in Victoria where they actually lock the whole state and cities down. And you said, yeah. we're in lockdown, but it's business as usual for me. I've got my studio yeah. and all my clients from all over the world. And we're just, you know, we're just doing our job because you were already moved online, which was where I'm seeing a lot of, and we'll be talking a lot about in the, the course of this, of this interview series, is how people have been able to survive the pandemic. And in fact, Many of my clients have thrived. Has it been an improvement in your business? Well, it's it's been fantastic, of course. I haven't been able to travel and do seminars that I used to. Um, uh, we love traveling. We, you know, spent 15 months in New York uh, all last year and early this year. Um, we can't wait to get back on a plane. I've traveled all my life. That's one of the beauties of being self-employed, uh, living the dream, if you like to call it, I certainly do that. And the great thing was that uh, I'm able to do my coaching sessions via Zoom, uh, which means sometimes um, because of the time differences, I get up at 5 a.m. three days a week and uh, start at 6 a.m., but I'm finished by, you know, 4 p.m., and uh, there may be a couple of clients in the evening, but uh, in between times, um, you know, I've got a lot of freedom and I can travel and we've traveled um, as well. And I can still do my coaching. Um, it, it's just the time differences. That's all. So we're going to get into some ninja stuff because Bernie does a lot of really interesting things with his clients. So I want to introduce you to him fully. He's been a professional portrait photographer for, you know, about 50 years. No, actually 10 years as a coach. You've been in business. How long have you actually been practicing as a photographer? About 40 years I had my own business. You're going to teach us some ninja strategies of how you uh, take a photography session, for instance, and turn it into a in fact, some of your one of your clients has made it into a multi-million dollar business. You have certainly yes. uh, gone over the seven figures since we've been working together. And yeah. you're also, you've said you've got quite a few other clients now that are on the brink of going over to this, this yeah. bigger business. Yeah. So tell us, what do you credit your success to? What do you think has been the secret for you? I can tell you what I think it is that I see you um, you're so coachable, you're so open, and you recognize when something's not working and you're willing to shift to something that, that will work better for you. I think you always had great ideas. Like when I first met you, you had been running a photography competition and you'd built up quite a huge database of, well, I'd say a good yeah. And I think it was in the thousands yeah. from memory yeah. of, of photographers yeah. who had applied for your contest, which was a great strategy. Yeah. And then was that where you started uh, marketing your photography coaching to right away? Was it your existing database? I think that's where, you know, one of the uh, key things that I learned from you about building a database and being able to market to them. So I did that in multiple ways, um, besides uh, getting some offshore data mining, um, besides doing, um, as you say, running competitions and getting lead generation and, and building up my list. And it's now around 8,000 photographers around the world who I can send regular newsletters, uh, two or three a week, and just keep them connected and and what that is doing of course is building the business for the future um because i have photographers contacting me and said oh i've been following following you for four years uh, and i go okay and their time has come where they want coaching they've reached that point so with a lot of clients it's about time and place just uh, as when i went to your seminar and i was i was ripe and ready to go right and I just had to choose the right person to do it. And I stumbled upon you, which is great. It's, it was and lucky because I hardly ever go to Melbourne, but it was just, it was just, right. it was kismet. We were meant to meet. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, um, and that's part of the journey. It's building that database and uh, my database, it's given me a lot of clients over the years. Well, I think if I can just interrupt for a second, you you actually touch on something that a lot of people don't recognize. People think that you can just, I was talking to you before we started uh, about how I wanted to run a multi-speaker summit, you know, a survive and thrive yeah. summit. And I spent a fair bit of time thinking about how I could make it most valuable for people. And one of the things that people don't realize is you can't just grab a whole bunch of people's email addresses and expect them all to start buying from you right away. The statistics right. show that there's only probably about one to 2% of people that are ready to buy what you've got to sell right now. 
So you, it's a matter of trying to find those people that are ready for you now and then building a long-term relationship so that when those people are ready, they choose you. And that's basically yeah. what you're doing yeah. is nurturing sequence. Um, and and do you, how did you set that up initially? Did you Do you have like a drip campaign? Do you pre-write all your emails in advance and have them set up in an automation system? No, I don't actually. What I do is I've always loved writing. So I don't have a problem writing like most people. But what I would do if I was looking through articles or whatever on the internet that I may have thought I could use as a blog or as a, a newsletter, I would just copy paste them on a Word document and throw them into a folder. So what these would do, I don't sort of copy and paste them as a, a newsletter and, and you know take away the author's authenticity and, and breach their copyright. But what I do do is just look at them and it just gives me an inspiration, could even be the heading. And then I go, okay, I'll write something on that topic. And so I always have had resources and I've kept those resources for years. I've got a whole big folder all broken down. It's like a massive filing cabinet, um, which I use for my clients as well. So if there are any marketing, any promotions, uh, I can just go to that folder and I've got all the resources there. So saving resources is important because we all sort of go forward sometimes too quickly, but it's not a bad idea to go backwards a little bit and just revisit things, revisit things you've read before and and, and then just change them, mold them differently, put them in today's language, and, and then you can utilise and use that again. And, you know, in business, all the basics of business don't change. It's all about the same old things, you know, about marketing, getting the right clients, uh, having a system um, and, and, and building your profile and, and making yourself famous in your own town uh, and all those things you teach, uh, they're basic business principles and they don't go away. So you, you can use anything. A lot of the, uh, I find a lot of sort of people maybe in a bit younger generation than myself are always looking for the magic wand, right? That that those shiny objects are always there and they look at the quick way of doing things. Oh, have you got a template for this? Have you got a template for that? And I say, build your, build your own template. That's the way you learn. Don't try and make everything too easy. You can't click your fingers and make a million dollars. You've got to build, you've got to grow. You've got to be on site when they're building the house, right? You've got to be there, and it, it takes a long time, you know, to lay the concrete foundation, to get the architectural drawings, to choose the right internal decor. To, it takes time, and that's the way you build a business. It takes time, but you've got to have a solid foundation, and uh, that's the most important thing, having that solid foundation, and to have more than one marketing um, lead generator. So that's all the things that I work on with my clients. So let's talk about your business so that I can get a, a good overall understanding. You um, you have lead generation going out. We'll get more in depth on that. Um, we touched on a little bit. You're, you're building up your list of photographers and you mentioned uh, having outreach. So you do you have um, like a virtual assistant who goes and adds people to your database? Is that? Yeah, I've got yeah. someone that gets uh, email addresses. There are, there are various sources for that. Um, I just found one in the States. I can't think of the name of them, but their lists are quite inexpensive. And, um, yeah, you can buy lists. Um, oh, so usually you're, you're buying a mail-out to a list? Are you doing like a paid promotion to a list of existing businesses? No, just buying a list. Oh, you're buying the list. Okay, cool. Yeah. As well as doing my own um, list building as well, uh, outsourcing that as well, which so I had for years. You buy a list, do you get the list and import it into your mailing system? Yes. They do the mail yes. for you, thank you. No, I do it. And do you find that works? Do you get a pretty good take up on that? Or do you find that a lot of them are um, not? Well, it's good? like fishing, right? Mm. <laughs> um, if you need a lot of fish, you have to go fishing with several lines. Out. And yeah, of course it's effective. You never know. You never know when you're going to catch the big one do you or whether you're going to catch anything uh, and so you, you you're always putting um you know having lead generation and, and doing that's the other thing i think that you have to do a lot of things but you have to focus on what you're going to do 
and the same with the Facebook, Instagram, um, SEO and all of that. We can't do everything. Yeah, and it's I think you overwhelming. Touched on, you touched on how you were overwhelmed, you know, when you met me. And I, I see this yeah. all the time. It's very easy to get into overwhelm with with people telling you that you should be doing YouTube and LinkedIn and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Now they're saying you could be, you know, you could be doing Snapchat and then there's Facebook and, and Google. TikTok. And, yeah. So <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. Twitter. And yeah, it goes on forever. They probably all Twitter. Yes, gosh, did I did I leave something out? <laughs> um, oh, and now there's um, now there's Pilo, which is the you know the one that that's right, supposedly the new one. But <laughs> I I had a look at it. You know, you don't like them. Had a look. Okay, delete that one. I deleted my Twitter account and. You just focus on certain things. Get rid of the rest. I'm going to focus on this. Yeah, this will be that mine. is. The, I think that is the, the trick is to is to focus. Um, but how much does it cost to buy a list? And and do you, you go through an agency like a list broker or? Um, yeah, with the with the list, there. Uh, I think if you pay a dollar a dollar a lead, it's it's quite quite good. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, as long as it's a strong list. So when you so you're saying like if you bought a list of say five hundred you'd you'd be paying five hundred dollars. Five hundred, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, but it's an up to date list. It's mm. it's a specific list. So you know, with what I do, I mean, I'm a my target's portrait photographers. Mm, very so neat. I'm a, a pretty well niche down, mm. um, so I can target really easily. I can just break things down very easily. I just sort of strip them down and. Or if I'm starting them off, I just give them simple things. And uh, and that's the way you build, I, I think. And so you can keep focus on certain things. Uh, you know, my clients all the time tell me, oh, I saw this. I think we should. And I said, no, don't. Keep focused. We've got a plan. We know it works. It's proven. I can make you as much money as you want, but stick to my plan. So Even though they've seen it works, they still look for, you know, these um, magic wands. I think they call, it, they call it the entrepreneur's curse is that we, we tend yeah. to generally be creative as people, you know, people who decide they want to leave the, the, <laughs> you know, the working for someone else and, and go and start their own thing. Yeah. Uh, generally, it's because we're creative people and we feel like we're stifled or, you know, limited yeah. when we're working for other people. It's a bit like that. And as you say, it's that creative in the head it gets you every time. <laughs> we all want. How hard is it? And you're, you're right about what you said about me. I think I'm a good student to teach. But, you know, as a coach, when I try and teach my clients and I say, copy, paste this there, you know how hard that is for some people? What is the thing <laughs> Have you found that? I had a, a consult with one of my clients the other day where, She's had, I have a template. I have templated the book writing system to the point where it's like, put your introduction here. Why did you write this book? And I did that first, with you. Yeah. I and you know, that. here's your first chapter, teaching point story, teaching point story, and your book is written. And she's been, she's been for months, she hasn't been able to get started on even filling in the worksheet. And I said, uh, finally, I said, all right, let's get on the Zoom call. And we had a Zoom call. And I said, what's the problem? She said, well, I don't know if I should be teaching what I've been doing for 30 years or whether I should be teaching leadership or whether I should be teaching speaking or, and I went, what is the purpose of the book? And she said, it is to promote my business, my existing business. I said, well, there's your answer right there. You just write the book that talk, tells people what they need to know, what they don't know, they don't know about what you can do That's for right. them. Yeah. And she was like, thank you. That's all I needed. But we, we, we get so busy in our heads. Do you find that with your clients? Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. overwhelmed with all the opportunities and possibilities. And that's why we need accountability coaches. That's why we need a, a, yeah. somebody to help us get out of our own way to success. Oh, for sure. We're our own worst enemy uh, at moving forward. Um, we create barriers that aren't there. Um, so... Um, yeah, you just have to smash those barriers down. So, okay. Find so, a way. So, when somebody comes to work with you and they, they find you and they, they say they're ready for you to be their mentor or their, their photography coach, uh, what do you see as the most common problems that most of them are having? Is there a, a, something that you see quite frequently? Uh, is it like not knowing which area to focus on, trying to do too many things, not getting started? What is it for your clients? I think it's just not having a plan. They don't know. They haven't been on the journey and uh, they just don't know where to start. Um, 
And that lies the problem because then they go searching for it on the internet and uh, they get so many different, you know, people telling you to do this, do this, do this. And, and uh, you do some of it and, uh, and you don't do all of it and you're just all over the place. So, and they've got no path. And I was liking myself to, you know, they're the captain of the ship, the ship being their business. I'm just the navigator. And there's only one way I will take them, and that's in a straight line to the island of gold. And the island of gold, is, of course, is the money. But they will, on the journey, sort of look and see something, go, oh, let's go over there. There's a little island over there. And I'm like, well, we can go there, but there's not much point. We need to go in this direction if you want to get to that island of gold gold quicker. So it, it is a little bit, bit about that. They, they don't have a direction. They don't have a plan. Um, they don't know how to do it because they haven't done it before. And it's as simple as that, isn't it? If they haven't done it, how do you know how to do it? Um, it'd be the same if I were learning to play the piano or, or whatever. I, I'd need a teacher to teach me because uh, they can do it. The thing is that we we all need, and, and I, I have friends that are very successful and we mastermind with each other, but I don't find it's as powerful as having a mentor who is gives you the tough love. It's implementation. It's all about action. Implementation is the key. It's it doesn't matter how talented you are, or how successful you are, if you don't implement and you're not learning and growing, and being yeah. accepting that there's maybe a better way than the way even what's been, if something's been working for you, but there still might be a better way, then um, that's what's gonna. You know, it's, implementation is the key, I think, and and smart implementation. Like you said, you have a a, a system that has worked repeatedly for yourself yes. and for your clients. Yes. Do you when you you get them in, you start getting them working to a plan. Some people need you to pull them along. Some people want to go in, and some people need to it's learn. A, you have the kids yeah, learners who want to learn by doing. Then you have your visual learners. Do you find that? It's a fine balance because every personality is different, and uh, we do some mindset coaching as well. I've written a couple of ebooks on mindset and uh, visualization, which I'm a big, big believer in. Always have all of my life. Um, been good at visualization um, and affirmations. Um, so those mind things, I think, are important. So every client that comes to me is different. They're in a different place. When I say place, the headspace is in a different place. They live in different places around the world. And it's always interesting that they approach me and say, it's different here. You know, it's not like in America or it's different. It's not. And I say, no, it's not. It's exactly the same all around the world. We implement these systems, these five steps to freedom to photographers all around the world, and they all are successful. So we, we have that uh, mentality also that it won't work for me or I'm in the wrong place. And, um, very uh, common for people to say, oh, my business is different. My market is different, right? So, uh, yes. so and, it's, and th there are fundamentals that have, you know, been working for whatever, 30, 40, 50, 100 years that if we stick to, they will yep. work. Um, so tell us about your five steps to freedom. What are your five steps? Well, it's the photographer's journey starts, you know, where they, they get a camera and it could be just a hobby uh, and then they sort of play around and think, hmm, maybe I can make some money. So they go from step one uh, and then they go to step two. And step two is chaos. So that's, <laughs> that's when they start to get on the internet, they look at videos uh, and seminars and they listen to podcasts and, and they get a lot of misinformation or too much information. So they go into chaos stage and they're doing a lot of things, but they're not actually moving forward much and this could take them a year or two so if they can push through that they go to step three so step three is where they start to make a bit of money but they're sort of at break even they've progressed they're turning over more but they're not making more money they're still maybe working a a, a job as well so photography is still only part-time and then if they push through that for another couple of years, they may get to the profitable stage, which is step four, and they start to make some money. So by that time, they've learned a lot and they've sort of got the pricing up more and they're more confident and they've implemented some systems that are working. So 
they've, they've got to that point. And if they push through another two two years or three years later, they reach step five, which is where they want to be, which is the freedom stage. And the freedom stage is what every entrepreneur wants, I think, and that's the freedom, the freedom to have uh, the amount of money that they want um, to spend, to live the life they want to spend, to have the house, the car, the private schools who want to send the kids to, etc. So and when they get to that freedom stage, that's the exciting stage because they can then make some decisions of whether they replicate their business and, and franchise it and have more of them or whether they just duplicate it or whether they don't do anything, whether they just keep going as they are. But what they have got is time to themselves and they're living a great life and they they just everything's wonderful really um it's up to them to move in any direction they want so um that's what we work on just those simple five steps and getting photographers there is really for me very fulfilling and uh that they can't believe it and i can't believe it because you never know what you can achieve and what your potential is until you go on the journey and if you don't take that first step and then continue those steps forward, you'll never know what your potential is. And there's so many people out there, and I know you know this, but they don't know what they're capable of, you know, and you don't until you go on a journey. But you, sometimes you need someone to hold your hand on that journey and be your uh, sort of fan club or your backup or your, and sometimes that can be your partner or it can be a friend and, but it's, sometimes it has to be more than a mentor. It has to be, you know, a committed coach. And the only way people get commitment is if you pay someone. So if you pay a coach, you're committing to that coach. And so you perform a lot better for that coach. And, and generally and you get better, that's the journey. And you'll get a better commitment from the coach too because... Um, of, of course, uh, it know. works both ways, yes. Yeah. Because so the coach feels... You feel valued. Uh, yeah. Is valued, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, so that's a simple step. And uh, watching photographers get there um, the, is just fantastic, you know. Um, so you've done this. You've done this in your own business. You've helped a lot of of your clients achieve this. What would be your advice if you knowing what you know now? You know, after fifty years uh, in business, yeah. knowing what you know now with today's economic climate, how would you advise somebody to? scale their business or, you know, uh, what would be, would, you, would it be your five steps? What would you do now knowing what you do now? Pretty much what you do or would it be something different? Yeah, well, it depends where they are on the five steps. Mm. Um, it's interesting, as you say, like um, I was approached uh, three days ago by a uh, wedding photographer who is really high end, turns over a million dollars a year and um, been in business for eight years. And when I say high end, she charges nine and a half thousand dollars for a USB of the wedding. So um, she's doing very well. She's making heaps of money, but what she hasn't got is the freedom. So she's working too much in the business. She does a lot of overseas wedding, you know, like the flyer to Hong Kong she did recently and to photograph the wedding there, dealing with the billionaire and all of that. And that's all great. But the point is she hasn't got what she wants. She's got a young family. She's got the money, but she hasn't got the freedom. So where she needs my help is how do I put into system so it can work smarter rather than harder? And that expression I heard for years till I finally understood it a few years ago, smarter than harder. And it's difficult to get your head around that. So that's what she needs help for. She wants to work smarter, so she spends less hours in the business but still makes the same amount or more money. And that's what I implement with my photographers. So they do have that freedom. So for example, one photographer who works five days a week uh, and no, he doesn't work five days a week. He has two days off a week. Monday he plays golf. Thursday he has a day off with his wife and it's just him. And he, he turns over over $500,000 a year. And so he's at the freedom point. It depends what, he wants to do now with his business. So we've we've looked at the possibility of replicating it somewhere or or whether he's just happy to make all that money uh, comfortably. So everybody's at a different place, but 
the basic principles, as we discussed earlier, if you follow those, that's all you need to do when you're starting off is just and, and have a plan, have a path uh, to get there. So um, thank you for that. So to get into a little bit more granular detail, when you would you say that it starts with obviously it starts with where you're at like so you with each client yeah. each individual business and i agree yeah. with you I, I agree with you that it doesn't matter how successful you are the the level of thinking that got you to where you are quite often doesn't isn't flexible enough to get you to the next level that's where you need to bring in people who have been at the next level who yeah overcome those obstacles uh, to help you see outside of the box, right? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in fact, I have these wonderful masterminds where we, we I bring together a whole bunch of people who are working on books and they come from all different walks of life, but um, they think they're coming to work on their book with them when, when we're in the room together. Um, we actually, we get the whole group masterminding on each other's businesses. And it's wonderful because what I see happening is um, most people can't, see the label when they're inside the jar right so basically what I find is that most of us even if we're very successful we're living within our own limitations our own thinking limitations so we all have a little voice that beats us up and says you're not that special so I do I I agree with you that the same level of thinking like for instance when the pandemic hit one of my clients had a business that was doing a million dollars a month and they thought they were going to have to shut down because of the shift in retail and I looked at his business and I went, there's actually absolutely nothing wrong with your business. They, they help uh, other businesses move online. And I said, right now, everyone is looking for you. Your problem is in your marketing. You're not doing enough marketing. They can't find you. So we fixed that and they've turned the business around. In fact, they're doing double what they were doing before. So sometimes it's really just fixing one weak link. Do you, do you find Correct. that? Yeah. yeah, it's all about links. And uh, that's exactly right. And uh, what a coach can do or someone from the outside can find the, the broken link or the missing link. We, we've got one link in our processes I call the golden link. And it's, it's the link that we get a lead generation, but then from our lead generation, we have a process where we, we've got some people who get on the phone and phone up the leads. And that's the link that's important. That's the golden link because it's the connect between the leads and the photographer getting business into his studio. So, yeah, and if there's a weak link in your marketing, if there's a leak, weak, leak, leak, a weak link in your um, Facebook ads, uh, you know, you always look for those little things. And, you know, making improvements to 100 little things, as they say, can make 100% difference in your business. Yeah. And sometimes it's one thing, yeah. In fact, um, we actually have a system which is also a five-step system, and it is how we help our businesses scale—you know, companies scale from six figures to seven. And that is, it's literally just looking at five areas of your business. The first one is yeah. how many leads are you generating. Yeah. The second one is how many are you converting? You know, how many yeah. are you turning into customers? At what price are you converting yeah. them? How many times do you sell to the same customer? So that's your level of conversion and, and repeat conversion. And then the last one is what's your profitability, your profit margin. Yep. So if yep. you if you get those, just those five areas of your business, like to increase the difference it makes on your profitability and your freedom level, because most of the energy goes into getting the customers in the first place. If you can improve those processes in your business. So yep. improving your, if, you know, for me, I was getting a thousand leads to put, to make a hundred thousand a month pre-pandemic with people going into my live events, I would generate a thousand leads out of which I would convert, say, uh, 50 of them into a $5,000 program. So to get the value of that program up to say 7,500 is not that difficult. If people are going to spend 5,000, it's not that difficult to to get them to spend a little bit more, right, by maybe offering payment plan yep. options or whatever. To increase a lead flow from 1,000 to, say, 1,500 is not that difficult. Yeah. So basically what that, – those are things. If you just increase those five areas, you can increase your profitability dramatically. Yeah, it's spot on. I mean, but the other thing, um, Sydney, is, is, of course, one of the, the main things as well in business is to keep your numbers and if there's one thing I teach, it's numbers. Now, these are creative people I coach. They Numbers aren't their thing. They're not accountants. But I always sort of love numbers. And 
So with having uh, so many clients around the world and having had, you know, nearly 10 years experience as a coach, I've got some benchmark numbers so we can measure how each client is going. And that's important too, because you have to know, am I, am I doing all right? Like, is this okay? And the only way you can judge that is by looking at your numbers. So you're right. And there's so many numbers and it's so interesting exactly what you said, like with our Facebook ads, if we get a hundred leads, you know, we know that when we follow them up, only 50% will answer the phone. And out of those 50%, uh, we know we can convert 20% into, um, you know, clients out of those clients. We know that we get an average sale of $2,000. We also know that when they go from the Facebook ad and click onto the landing page, that only 30% actually fill in the form that have gone to the landing page and so on and so on. So We've got all these numbers and we know exactly what numbers we should be working with. And when the numbers are down, that's when we can have a revisit and say, well, let's see if we just make a little change here. Well, it'll have effect there. And, and you know, you know, you've been in business long enough to know that uh, we spoke earlier about when business is going well, that's the danger period. Because business doesn't always go well. You have to prepare for when it doesn't and whether that's stashing some money away or whatever. It's your choice, but it just goes like that. Business goes, I find business goes a lot like up and down like mountains and valleys. What you got to get is rolling hills, and that's a good business. To get that consistency is the hardest thing to do. You actually have a great system, don't you? You have one that works really well, and you've just been adjusting it. Uh, try, do you yeah, the, the, the interesting thing, uh, um, uh, probably five or six years ago, I came up with this ad because I. another thing, yeah, as you know, in business, you have to test and measure. You know, a, a lot of people say, oh, I'll try and hope, you know, I'll try this and hope it succeeds. No, you test and measure, and test and measure means keeping the numbers. And so I tried this Facebook ad, tested it, and we got fantastic results. And I tested again with another photographer and we got great leads. It was fantastic. And I somebody else and, and it went really well. And, and so I was so excited about it. I was frothing at the mouth. I was so excited. I found a, uh, someone I know runs a podcast for photographers. And I said, you've got to put me on. You've got to listen to this. This is amazing. So we did a Bernie's Facebook challenge and we challenged the photographers out there to do this ad. And I said, look, put $30 on it. Do it exactly as I say, and I went led them step by step, and it will work. You'll get loads of leads, and it, it's now called Bernie's Facebook ad. So it's a proprietary thing, and just with the most uh, uh, the product I sold in my own business, uh, which was a collage of photographs on acrylic. Um, now that's called Bernie's collage. So it's a proprietary thing. It's still the best selling product that my photographers sell. And the thing is, uh, though, that as, as you said, when you do those things, uh, you just need tweaks here and there from time to time, but the basics still works. And that's the exciting thing uh, about marketing as well. It's never, it, it's always changing. It's sort of like an octopus. Its tentacles are going everywhere and you have to sort of control it. And then just when you've got it in a box, you know, it starts. <laughs> But that's the exciting thing with marketing and everything. So with test and measure, as we spoke about, and getting numbers, as I say, there's only one number counts, and that's the last number. You know, whether you make a profit or loss, that's one number. But the thing with P&Ls, and I've got a photographer's ones here, profit and loss, a lot of businesses sort of just look at it once a year. And, you know, as well as I do, you have to look at it weekly, monthly. You're always looking at your P&Ls. Uh, because if you don't control it, if you don't see any trend or whatever, it's going to be too late at the end of the year. And I'm sure that happens to big companies that suddenly go bankrupt. No one's been watching that it's been going down for years. No yeah. one's been stopping it going. What we're finding is that I have never found an accountant so far that has the time. They're so busy with all the tax yes. prep and everything and looking after their customers that are in trouble or whatever, you know, that they don't seem to have the time or maybe growing their own business. I don't know what they're doing, but it's very hard to find an accountant that 
has the time to actually go through your numbers with you. So you've got to take responsibility for that. Yeah, Bring somebody into your business. That's their job. You're paying them. Make them work and give you the right advice. I mean, yeah, it's important. Uh, Or just keep a track on it with, you know, you've got all your numbers in QuickBooks and MYOB. Just log in and just do a profit, yeah, do a profit loss uh, statement and whenever you want. Well, the other aspect thing, other aspect is by keep, if you keep track of your numbers like month to month, the other important aspect is you can then prepare for the end of the tax year, for instance, like um, prepay expenses, business expenses, maybe buy your equipment in advance. And it can send a lot of companies broke and has in the past because yes. it can't pay the tax man. Yeah, and there's other opportunities it, when you know your numbers. Like, there's government grants you can get. There's corporate grants. Like, but if you want to yes. get government grants, you actually need to show them that you're a business that they'd like to invest in, which means having good, clean numbers. You know, showing growth, showing profit, and that's why it's important. Not just so that you can have the freedom. And, and there's nothing worse than loving your business but worrying all the time about money. Don't you think? That's lying in bed at night worrying about money is. Very unpleasant, put it that way. Um, but small business owners or big business owners, I suppose that everyone uh, worries about it. But as I say, we look for freedom and that's what we want. And if we don't get it in small business, um, it, it's such a, a waste, you know, I was going to say a, a waste of what you're trying to achieve. And I think you should always put that on the list of priorities that, that's where you, you're going to, that, that island of gold and all the money's there and everything and it's a beautiful place. And freedom is a great thing, you know. It, it's a fantastic thing to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And, and uh, I remember I was at a seminar once and the presenter said, if you want to know whether you've got a real business or not, phone up your business in the lunch break and just say to whoever answers the phone, I'm going away for three months, um, so I'll see you when I get back and see what they say. <laughs> and you've got a real business. If they say, yeah, no problem, uh, have a good trip, you've got a business. Because a true business isn't it one that you don't have to work in, but you can decide whether you want to work in it or not. think about what can go wrong, which is what happened to so many people when the pandemic hit and suddenly they put us into lockdown and, um, you know, people had to, Pivot or perish. That was really, I know, I'm sorry to use a, a well-worn phrase, but it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, but it, it worked and, and uh, business has changed forever because of it. So um, there's a lot of businesses were able to pivot. And uh, so I feel like there's a few things that we touched on that I never really got to the, to the guts of. One of them is um, we were going to talk about how you've stayed so fit and healthy and, and handsome, you know, at 75. And then. Oh, yeah. Product. <laughs> Do, do you run? Are you like a, do, you, do you exercise? Do you have a regular type of? Yeah, activity? we look. We walk a lot. We we visited the gym this morning. Put it this way: we visited it. We didn't actually. We were just checking whether it was open, and mm-hmm. it is. So that's great. So we will be going there. Um, but we do walk a lot. Uh, I cycle a lot. Um, we cycle into the city, so it's easy. It's 15 minutes, and we're in the, some of the best parts of Melbourne. Um, so yeah, we keep pretty active. Um, and that's one of the, the great things. And uh, we do watch what we eat. We go through periods where we abuse our body, but we pull back and get back on the, the straight and narrow or as aware of our weight. We're looking at uh, reducing weight now, which we're doing, so we're at a comfortable level. And, um, you know, visit the doctor regularly. I've just had a, a checkup and got 10 out of 10 for everything, so my body's in, you know, I've got the body of a 20-year-old. Awesome. Um, so, and do you meditate? Uh, like you mentioned, you mentioned visualization. Are you a fan, or do you find yeah. a meditative state when you're walking? I find that I do. Yeah. Um, mm. More when I'm cycling. Cycling. Hmm. I think when I'm walking, I used to when I was uh, walking on a long walk. I'd sort of think about business too much, and mm-hmm. I, you know, record things in my phone, and it was. But I don't do that so much now. But um, yeah, just. I think it's uh, stress is another thing that you have to learn to cope with. I mean, I'm not that stressful a person from the inside. I may appear on the outside, but I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, 
I think something, you know, my wife Wendy said years ago, and we learned with our kids, um, you know, about not making little issues big issues. Keep all the worrying for the bigger issues and the little things. And we, we tend to get a bit too excited and stressful about little things that don't really matter. Mm. Um, so we, we, you know, it's just a good mindset, I think. And one thing I think from a mentor years ago uh, about what he said, a presentation about, he said, uh, every time you wake up in the morning, be grateful and smile because one day you won't. <laughs> so, and the other things I oh, want to thank you for that. Oh, that was you that said <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. So one of the, the other things I wanted to ask you was, you've mentioned uh, as far as getting the leads in, you do some things that are a little different from others, which I so I really wanted to. You you're, you you started you ran a contest. Do you recommend that for your other clients? A competition, for instance, for sure. Any time, yeah. yeah. Contests also, can bring lots of lots of leads in. And you have a fairly simple Facebook ad campaign that works well for you. Then you simplicity. Have, yeah, simplicity. I'll just give you the tip that I I find what makes Facebook ads work, and we don't get. Deep, go deep in, into Ads Manager and all that. It's simple. Facebook enables you inside of Facebook to target, right? The key, I think, is to target in the post, in the ad itself. So you can ask for a certain demographic. So with our photography business, if we're looking for families to photograph, we can put the ad up wanted looking for families with two or more children to photograph. And we could add to that by, we could say, looking for families with two or more children in the Houston area to photograph. So all your time, and we can put anything we like, we could put looking for babies nine to 12 months. And so we're targeting right there, right there, right in the face when it comes up on someone's timeline so they immediately connect. Oh, yeah, I've got a baby nine, nine months. Yeah, what do they want? So you have to give them the steps. Yes, that's me. Why do they want me and what do I do? And that's one, two, three, bang, to the landing page, you've captured the lead. That's brilliant, Bernie, because it's really about getting your marketing what sh should work best when people say, they see your ad and they go, that's, that's me. That's, that's me. me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What you do with your photographers too, is you help them. Correct. Yeah. Help them Spot on. With a celebrity photographer brand in mm -hmm. their local area. Yeah. You told me that. Let's all make yourself a celebrity in your own area. Make yourself famous. So people do stop you in the street and say, aren't you and a lot of people do that. It's a joke with Wendy and I. People stop me. Oh, you, you're Bernie. Oh, Bernie, you did my wedding 20 years ago. Hey, Bernie. You know, the waiter, the flight attendant. Hey, Bernie. I've been around a long time. So a lot, <laughs> I think one of the things I learned as well from you was about getting out there. So one of the things I did was I approached a lot of photographers' podcasts and uh, um, you know, with the Bernie ad one, I invited myself on and I've invited myself on a lot. So I've been on um, one particular podcast six or seven times and I've been on others many times and I, I'm doing one at present with uh, uh, a podcast in the UK. So um, and they, if they don't invite me back, I invite myself back, right? <laughs> because I, get a, got a, I do get a lot of leads from that. Okay. And... And so that's one of my marketing um, strategies that works very well. So people listen to me on the podcast just like we're doing now. But, you you know, you've got to invite yourself. And, and yeah, you get some knockbacks, but Put you don't even worry about them. I would say LinkedIn would be worth investigating for you because it's so easy to target a particular uh, profession. I, I'm happy uh, with my business to wait for them to come to me. So they come and to the then they're ready. So they, they usually come to your yeah. website, for instance, or one of your social media pages, or your or your. Uh, well, they've heard about me because there's a lot of touch points out there. You know, they could have okay. listened to a podcast, and then within the podcast, there's been some comments. Maybe one of my clients has gone into that podcast, or I encourage them to say, you know, had a fantastic month, record month. Um, it, the great best thing I ever did was get Bernie Griffiths to be my coach. 
So I do a lot of that, and I've got other my clients onto podcasts. Okay. And what do you think they talk about? They so talk a lot of it is, is referral. Coaching. It's referral. Yeah, it's sort of it's using my also using my clients to promote me, and they know what I'm doing, but I get them to market for me. I work with a lot of my clients uh, on writing a book. You know, people come to me all the time because they want yeah. me to write a book. I get frustrated though because there's so much you can do with the book. So a lot of them, they get the book written, but then they don't really use it in their business. Do you use yours? Uh, you were, you and I were talking yeah. earlier. Yeah, I, I give it away. It yeah. As a tool, we use it as a marketing tool. Do you use yours? Hold your book up so everybody can see your book. Um, well, so you were already writing yeah. this book when I met you. Have, did you yeah. think that it helped you get your, your information into yes. a sequence? Into a- as I said earlier, one of my, one of the, a photographer runs a podcast and he gives away these books as a prize because he loves it himself. So, yeah, it's... So he buys um, the books from you. He buys Yeah, he buys you. the books, yeah, and, and sends them to people because he's such a believer in the, the... He says, you know, this is all you need. There's strategies you need in this book to get you where cool. you want it. Gosh, one of my clients, she got her book out. She started sending it out to the media. She started getting on the local TV. She became a really a celebrity in a, in a small town very quickly. She's a real estate agent. And um, within a couple of months had sold her real estate agency for millions to somebody who really liked the way she was able to promote the agency. And I say to other real estate agents all the time, you know, when they come to me and they go, gosh, I, I have to knock on a thousand doors, you know, to get a listing. And I say, yeah. You're, that's ridiculously hard work. So why don't you just write a book and position yourself as somebody who really cares about people trying to sell their house? You know, do you work that's, with media? Like, do you get them to get out, get in the local media a fair bit? You used of to, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've just started with one client doing a TV ad. It started this week, so we've translated Bernie's Facebook ad into a TV ad. It's the same thing. There's an immediate call to action. So. Um, and is that local TV? Are they doing like their paying? Yeah, their local area. area. Yeah. Ah, yeah. great. That's so that's working quite well because it doesn't cost as much as you think, but you have to go and find out, right? This ad only costs five hundred to make uh, the company, the TV, to go and make the video, and then it's only fifteen hundred dollars a week uh, to get quite a few spots during the week. So, um, yeah, I, I sort of uh, always uh, suggest that. Uh, you know, local photographers, at least check it out. And then what about um, radio? Do you guys have has anybody ever tried radio in your group? Yeah, I've had uh, clients on the radio many times um, with some charity book projects that we've done. So, yeah. What's a charity, what's a charity book project? Um, it's a book project like I run in Australia now for the last seven years, the National Family Portrait Month. So National Family Portrait Month, um usually happens around about July. It happened July and October this year. So it's something that I run with 30 photographers around Australia. So we collect a donation from people of $51 and that entitles them to a complimentary photography session. So the photographer can take the photographs and one photograph will appear in the book. So we have been doing this for... Uh, it's seven years or so now, and we've raised $180,000 for charities um, by that project. So that project is what I do as a national project, uh, but also I get the photographers to do it independently in their area. So it helps raise funds for charity. What does that mean? It's easy to go to the press and say, hey, we're raising funds for charity, and the, and the newspapers usually are interested because it's a news item uh, and then they send a photographer around so the photographer gets a photograph and a write-up in the local paper and it's appeared on the radio, local radio as well. So, yeah, there's lots of things. And as I said, uh, I mentioned... The photographer then maybe gets maybe... Do they occasionally get people asking if they can take photos of their family and stuff and have the opportunity to... Of course, yeah. Of course, we right encourage that. It, I remember it's up to them. You, you know, my husband saw uh, somebody at the mall who was offering free photo session. Of course, the family went in to get the free photo, and then we ended up spending like $20,000 on probably Bernie's 
acrylic collage, I would say. That's right. Bernie's <laughs> famous acrylic collage. Yeah, yeah Bernie, Bernie's famous. The, the pictures were so lovely that, of course, we wanted them for our home, right? So there's plenty of opportunities, um, you know, and I mentioned that uh, I was coaching a photographer in this in this town and I coached her through winning uh, three micro business awards with the local council and she had a photograph appear on the back of a bus. How did her picture end up on the back of the bus? Well, I coached her and she won three micro business awards consecutive years and um, uh, and so she became what they call a legend and then they used her to promote the business awards the next year. So they had a photograph of her on the back of a bus going around town and so she was famous. We made her famous in the, in the town. Yeah, I, love so, those, yeah. I love those things where um, everybody wins. Like at my last, yes. um, at my big event that I ran last year with the 500 you know, people registered, I gave bestseller awards to my, my most successful clients. Yeah. Um, I don't think you uh, were at that one. No, you weren't at that one. But we had like, no. um, we had a whole bunch of, uh, of our uh, clients, like the one that sold her business for millions and all these other uh, people that had, bestseller and I gave them awards and we got lots of photos from that so everybody won like the people in the audience got inspired I got to give awards to my favorite you know my best performing clients and they got a beautiful award we got some great photog you know photographs and video um and it's just a win-win all around right so yeah that's uh, what you aim for all the time So, well, Bernie, um, thank you. It's been wonderful, always wonderful catching up with you. Yes, I hope so. Um, I know we may have rambled on a little bit, but sometimes you have to listen to a lot to get the gold nuggets, right? Oh, I got some gold nuggets out of you, yeah. You have to (laughs) dig. You have to dig and work hard to get those nuggets. Thank you so much for being so generous with your knowledge and experience. Thank you. See you soon. See you in Vegas or when I'm back in Australia. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Stay safe, Sydney. Bye for now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hi, this is Sydney, and thanks for listening to the show today. If you liked today's episode, please let us know. Hit the subscribe button so you can get updates on our new episodes. Leave us a comment or review. We love all of your feedback. Share the show with your friends, and most importantly, come introduce yourself at our free online community at millionairestraining.org.